Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, Quick Talk World. Hope you guys are doing great. Josh here. I, I, I didn't anticipate that this was going to take me three or four or maybe five podcasts to get through all this Ping June stuff. But if you have not listened to part one and part two, I'm going to keep the train rolling. Seems like you guys are loving it, which is really cool. That makes me happy. Um, it's different, right? Like, where do you get information like this other than right here? Like, I, this is so cool. So let's just get right into it. So I'm not going to recap too much about the other episodes, but I will recap that Ping June does over $10 million a year. He's in Russell's Inner Circle with me, and I went to the one-day event in Boise where he was recording a several thousand dollar course and we got to participate in it. I'll probably be in his course, you know, asking questions and giving feedback because they filmed everything, which was really, really, really cool. Um, but we've been talking about a lot of different things in terms of live events. So his business is live events and he sells things after these two day live events all through Europe and Asia and he's really good. But the biggest takeaway is how he's systemized down to the m most granular level the entire structure and flow of the event, from the words that he says to the environment he creates to everything has been thought through. Uh, and there's a structure to it that he's learned uh, as he's done this for over a decade. He's really, really good and specific. And so my biggest takeaway, as I said before, was how specific he was. Now, for you as a home service business, this is what you have to look at your sales process like. You know, really, you're not in the, the lawn care business. You're not in the retaining wall business, carpet cleaning business, the window cleaning business, the whatever you do business, the asphalt seal coating roofers contractor business, you're in the experience business, you're in the people business. Now, that's assuming that you wanna charge premium prices to get non-price sensitive customers uh, for higher margins, higher profits, it's more time freedom for you, it gives you more money to reinvest, more money to take as a distribution or more money to pay a higher level team of people around you. It allows you to offer compensation packages to your employees instead of just uh, $10 an hour labor jobs, right? You can build something really special if you can figure out the experience. I call it the customer life cycle, right? Well, for him, really what all this stuff we're talking about is what he, I guess he could call the event life cycle. And uh, <clears throat> I don't think we go deep enough in the nuances of stuff, right? We're very transactional, especially when you hit busy season, you don't have the right infrastructure or systems in place, you haven't thought things through in advance and you start to get overwhelmed. And then what happens, right? You're just reactive. It's like it's like a cat with a laser. It's like your phone rings, it's like the laser pointing at the wall and you just run towards it. And then the phone rings over here. Oh, and there's an angry customer over there. Oh God, and your employee didn't show up over there. And so you you get into this like habitual reactive mode, which is not good. And it's gonna make you be very tired and not make as much money and stuff like that, right? So getting back into Ping's content, the next section in my notes, I'm on page six, halfway through page six of 13 pages of notes. Uh, and I've skipped a lot of stuff because I can't figure out how to associate it directly back to you guys. But I'm gonna talk about seeding for upsells. 
So seating for upsells. Now seating is a concept used with public speaking or I could use it on the podcast. I don't get that like crazy psychologically manipulative with it or anything, but it's really powerful. And what you're doing is you're planting in people's brains an idea up front that's going to be really critical at the end when you like make an offer or you try to close the deal. But before I even talk about seating for upsells, there's one note a couple pages ahead that I think will kind of frame this whole podcast episode. And it has to do with uh, when you're when you're selling your services. There's a lot of emphasis put on closing. You know, there's entire brands right now, like the Grant Cardone stuff, and like uh, Ryan Stuman has Hardcore Closer, and a lot of people are interested in that. In fact, in the Sales and Marketing Super Course, we have a section taught by Brian Haggerty where he goes through a ton of closes that he uses. They're all very effective, and closes can be very effective, but people miss the point. And here's the quote from Ping. It's not about the close. It's about the entire presentation. That is profound, right? So I want you to look at your business and look at your customer life cycle and look at what you're providing to people and how you're selling it to people and stop looking at it as a transaction, right? So you got the pricing to them and you're at the point where you're like, so what do you say? Are we doing this? Yes, are you in? Can I schedule you? Visa or MasterCard, whatever. Like you're closing But if you're focused on that and you haven't focused on the entire uh, presentation, quote unquote, or the entire customer life cycle, you're really missing it. And yeah, I guess, you know, if you had good closes as opposed to bad closes, you would make more money if you had good closes. But if you want to make a lot more money and you want to be able to train other people to not rely on killer ninja sales closes where you're just hammering people, then you need to focus on the entire presentation. So what happens at Ping's events because of the structure, okay, is when he gets to the offer where he's selling whatever it is that he's selling to help people start online businesses and stuff, these are expensive high-ticket items that he sells, and he creates what's called a table rush. I've, I've only, like, witnessed a table rush once, and it was when Howard Partridge was speaking, and he's been on the show, and he can sell from stage pretty good, right? So he made probably $50,000 in, you know, uh, sales for his program uh, because of the way he structured and went through the process. And what happens is at the very end, like if you've done everything right, if you've seeded things, if you've done the price marinade, which I'm going to get into, if you've done these things, um, then people kind of get up out of their seats and they run towards the back of the room. Now, Russell Brunson did a presentation in, uh, I don't know where it was at. It was Grant Cardone's event called 10X Growth Con. And there's like 9,000 people in a stadium and there's all these speakers and every one of the speakers was selling something to these crowd, this crowd. And these, this crowd is full of people who are marketers and business owners and like people who get this stuff, right? And so like the audience he's selling to knows they're being sold to, right? And person after person is selling. Russell gets up there and in a 90-minute presentation, he sold $3 million from the stage of ClickFunnels. That's like some sort of world record or something, right? That's insane, right? But really, it's the structure. It's the process. It's how he stacked the value. It's how he took them through an experience uh, of emotion and logic and breaking down false belief patterns and rebuilding them and really understanding who he was talking to and then the offer he made that was irresistible because for you, when you create your package for your home service thing, when you articulate that package in a way and you can unload it and unpack it in a way to the prospect to where the money in their pocket is far insignificant compared to the offer that you've placed in front of them, they have no choice but to give you money, right? And so it's the nuance, the experience leading up to that, that that's where the real power is. 
And now diving back into the tactics, kind of with that being the framework of what we're talking about, uh, I want to talk about seeding for upsells. So what he does is he introduces his upsells kind of early in the process, early in the event. It's not about the price or anything, but what he'll do is he does this thing called a price marinade. So for example, um, let's say that I was going to sell a uh, $5,000 like program to help people grow their business. And let's say I'd put a lot of work into it and it was it was worth a ton of money. It could radically change people's lives, you know, but $5,000 can give people sticker shock. Well, one of the things that you can do is a price marinade. And I really do think you could do this with your home service company um, because it's a powerful thing when your customer thinks you're going to be really expensive and then they're pleasantly surprised that you're only twice the price of the guy who wrote the price in the back of a business card. (laughs) We use that all the time with my cleaning company, all the time, all the time. You want to almost scare people through your your process leading up to them getting prices, not literally scare them, but make them like uncomfortable, like, oh my gosh, this company is definitely gonna be expensive. The way you answer the phone, the way the email confirmation goes out. You know, we had headshots of all of our crew leaders that went to blah, blah, blah. The sales guy would have a headshot and a lot of automation, but a lot of personalization and really intentional, caring voice tones on the phone and all that stuff leads to them feeling like, oh man, this company is different, right? And then we show up for the estimate and there's a process and there's an intro script and then we do the walk around and then we'd present this super thick, high gloss, like amazing estimate sheet that had these packages and we'd present what they needed. We would specifically tell people what they didn't need uh, when we present pricing just to establish trust. We'd use scripting and all kinds of stuff, which you guys have heard me talk about. Um, And so it feels like it's gonna be really expensive. So when we're only $850 for the service and all the other companies were between three and $500, they feel uncomfortable hiring the lower price company because they're like, what what is this other company missing? Like what piece of the pie is missing? And if they do choose the cheaper company, it's just proof uh, that they're a strictly a price sensitive buyer. They're not a value buyer, which you really don't even want, right? Because uh, as it is with dating, how you get them is how you got to keep them. <laughs> so if you get a customer because you lowball, guess what's going to happen when you try to not do that anymore and you change your mind and you need to double your price? They're not going to stick with you because how you get them is how you got to keep them. So if you get them with quality, perceived value, high level service and follow up, and just going a little slower because you're charging premium prices and like being detail oriented, I would much rather keep customers that have that expectation but are willing to pay a higher price for it, right? So what he does with the price marinade, back to the $5,000 high ticket thing, let's say, or $10,000 thing, is he'll, he'll start his teaching by demonstrating a principle. Like, you know, he'll tell a story. Like, you know, I remember guys when I was starting out in internet marketing, um, you know, th- there was all these people that would teach stuff and I needed the information, but I didn't know where to get it. And, and you know, I invested $20,000 in this course. And honestly, it changed my life. And I didn't have $20,000. It was a huge stretch. Like I had to beg, borrow, and steal. And it was really scary. And, and so what, what he's doing is he's seeding in their mind that maybe he's going to try to sell them a $20,000 course, okay? And that's called price anchoring or price marinade. Now, to take it a level further for his live events, what he does is he'll have a flip chart up on the stage, right? A lot of presenters or teachers at events use these flip charts, a big white piece of paper, and you're writing on it, and you flip it over and keep going. And what he was doing is he would write on the board as he's telling a story, he'd write $20,000, and he'd underline it and circle it. But he'd tie it into a story, kind of establishing the concept that, you know, even paying that much was wildly worth it. Now, the audience is so skeptical, like they're free. They're like, no way, I would never do that, right? 
But what happens is he leaves that on the stage for the entire event. And so slowly it starts marinating in their head. So they get kind of like hung up on this $20,000 price tag, right? Um, so like even with our webinars, I do what's called a value stack at the back of the webinar. Because when we sell the sales and marketing super course, um, we charge $1,000 right now for that course. And it's going to go to $2,000. But right now it's still $1,000. Okay, so it's a $1,000 course. But it is my job to help the viewer understand that it's actually worth a minimum of 10 times that amount of money. And if they don't believe in their heart, yes, like I believe this is logical, it's rational, and it's emotional. Like if they don't believe this is worth more than $10,000, then it's hard for them to pay to give the $1,000 in their pocket, right? Because let me ask you a question. Like in general, for real, you as the podcast listeners, would you give me $1,000 if I gave you $10,000, right? (laughs) Like cash to cash? Like, duh, right? So what has to happen is like when you're selling high ticket stuff or you're trying to provide premium luxury services, there's this whole dance that has to go through the process, the experience, the entire program, the event, the presentation, your customer life cycle, where it's a, it's a series of steps that helps anchor in people's mind that you are highly valuable, your service is highly valuable, or in my case, the super sales and marketing super course is highly valuable. Now, for us, it's been pretty easy to establish that because, you know, there's 15 instructors and all these instructors, like if you were to book a one-on-one call, like a, like a 45 minute, like just like brainstorming session with all the people that teach inside the Send Gym Sales and Marketing Super Course, it would cost thousands of dollars. Like some of the people don't even do calls. Like Lisa McQueen, she makes so much money. She's very busy. She's amazing and super nice and humble. She's just busy, man. She makes a ton, she has a $9 million business. You know, she's not gonna just hop on the call to chat with, with one of you guys, right? But you get a session from someone like her where she's teaching for an hour, that's really valuable. Brandon Vaughn, like they're going to do a half a million dollars this month in sales. Like he's running a company. He's busy, right? It costs hundreds of dollars an hour to hop on the phone with people. So I can make that case as part of my value stack. Like, you know, if you just did a consultation with these people, it would cost you, you know, $4,000 to maybe talk to all of them for 30 to 45 minutes. And then on top of that, like you don't get the documents, you don't get the community, you don't get this other bonus and this other bonus. And so as I start stacking the value, what I'm doing is it, it's, it needs to feel expensive and it needs to feel, they need to understand that this is worth more than 10 times what I'm about to give for it. So this same thing is true. These principles are true for whatever you're selling locally to local customers. You just maybe don't need to be as over the top complex with it. If you have a small company, don't get lost in the details, uh, but take pieces of what I'm telling you right now and implement them, test them. Try it, okay? Try it. Change your phone script up. Record yourself talking because you're going to sound so much different than you think you sound, right? Try standing up when you're on the phone. Try being very intentional in the way that you talk with your voice inflection like like, like I'm doing right now because the only way I'm communicating to you right now is through audio. So for me to get you to feel something, I only have sounds to use. And the more intentional I am, as I slow down my tone and you lean in a little more and you're listening intently, right? It's the same thing I can do when I get intense and I get louder and I'm very passionate and I make you feel something right now, right? This stuff is real, 
okay? And we go through the motions being reactive without being intentional on the minutia, the little details. Isn't this powerful? Are you guys getting this? Are you guys getting this? Is this making sense? See, I just did some trial closes on you to get you saying, yes, yes, Josh, it's amazing. Okay, so that's the price marinade. So at the end of the two days, when he drops the offer, he stacks the value, and, and they have this $20,000 thing from the flip chart burned into their brain, and he drops the offer, and he's like, you're going to get this. And I know you're thinking, I don't know how to write copy, Ping. I don't know how to do this. We have a copywriter who's going to write all your copy for you. And if you hired him on your own, it would cost this. And, and you're thinking, I'm not a graphic designer, Ping. I don't know how to build my website. And we have a graphic designer included in this offer. You're going to get this. And we're going to do all of it for you. And then you're going to get this, this course that I sell for $2,000. It's included to everybody that joins this program only today. And so he's stacking the value and he's stacking the value. And the people are sweating and they're nervous and they want it, okay, because they can see that it can change their life. They see that it could change the whole trajectory of their of their of their life for real, but they're scared. They're scared. They're anchored to twenty thousand dollars. They're freaked out. They can't. They're actually starting to try to justify. God, how could I? How could I get twenty thousand dollars? How could I do this? Right? And then boom, the moment comes when he closes, and it's only five thousand dollars. And better yet, it's only a thousand dollars today. And then a thousand dollars a month for five months for four months, right? However, it's structured. Can you see the power of the entire orchestrated event? The entire orchestration of your phone call to giving the estimate to closing and booking the job. And really even after that, the follow-up after the job. Can you see how that experience of using storytelling and emotion and being uh, vulnerable and authentic and being trustworthy and how if you use some of these principles to anchor high prices to make them feel like it's going to be more than it is so they're pleasantly... Can, are you guys getting this right now? Because the moment that your customer believes in their heart, that the offer that you've made to them, the package that you've recommended to them, as soon as they believe that that package is worth infinitely more than the dollars in their pocket. They have no choice but to give you money. And so don't get obsessed with Grant Cardone, used car salesman closes and all that stuff. Focus on the experience, the entire process. Um, I think that's powerful, man. I could stop this podcast right now. That's fire right there. Um, let me Let me go to my notes here and I'll do some more. Because that was only a half a page. <laughs> I write kind of small. Um, ba -bum, ba -bum. Okay, let's go over here and talk about the different layers of content. Okay, here's a couple other things I want to say. Um, most of you guys don't create enough content. And so content means some form of communication that will reach or has the ability to reach your perfect customer. Uh, you guys are working in the field. You're running businesses. You're trying to figure it out. You're going to T-ball. But we got to find a way. I guess, you know what? Don't worry about content if you're in stage one or stage two of your business. But when you start getting into stage three, we need to start carving out some time so that you can begin to build an actual brand story around your company and start teaching things. Uh, with the rise of social media, like this stuff is like free money if you figure some of this stuff out. When you talk about the YouTube hack the other day where you title your YouTube videos a certain way and you're going to be at the top of the Google rankings when someone types in Louisville Maid Service because you made a YouTube video titled Louisville Maid Service. Um, but a lot of you guys are scared to make content. Well, today, like with this section of Ping Jun's presentation, I'm going to teach you the different layers of content. But in general, as just a baseline, you need to be making content, whether it's a blog post or videos or whatever. Uh, but the lowest level of content is theory, right? So a lot of a lot of this section is going to apply to me. So theory. So right now on this podcast, 
what I'm actually teaching you technically is, is theory. It's really interesting to learn theory, but it has a low impact on changing someone's outcome, right? This type of podcast is really fun to listen to, but only a small percentage of you are literally like taking notes while you listen and actually brainstorming until you're frustrated to think of how to implement it in your business and then doing it. Like if you're doing that, you're a beast. You're going to crush life. That's awesome. Most people don't. The next level of, of content, think of it like a pyramid. And the bottom of the pyramid is theory. A lot of people can teach theory. A lot of people on Facebook will have an opinion on something that's theoretical, but it's not battle tested. They're just saying something, right? And then the next level above that is tactics. Now, this is what people think they want. They want to know how, what button to click on Google AdWords to get their cost per click down. Okay, cool, whatever, right? But tactics aren't as valuable as you think they are. Now, I spent tons of time teaching tactics. I just spent a whole bunch of time right now talking about the customer life cycle and all that stuff and how to do this. And the voice inflection example I just gave you, that's tactical. You can apply that to your business, right? That's the net, That's a more valuable up the pyramid type of content to make. The level above that is transformational content. Now, transformational content, I actually make a lot of that too. And a lot of the su- success we've had is because of that. Now, I didn't like know that I was doing it that way, but transformational content is when you can make someone feel something with your words, when you can bring your passion and your uh, conviction to the table in your content, right? Like when you're so passionate that no one in your hometown should ever buy the cheapest price because they're going to get hurt. They're going to, you know, put themselves at risk. Like they're going to get a lower quality product. But when you authentically with caring, bring that message to your avatar, holy crap, you're going to start crushing People are going to give you a whole bunch of money. People are going to hire you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to feel connected to you. Uh, That's a higher skill set to do that, but you have to start practicing. You have to start telling your story. You have to start telling your message. You have to actually identify why your business is different in the first place. If you don't want to be paid like a commodity, stop being a commodity. Separate yourself. Create your own blue ocean. Get over there. Be your own category. The price doesn't matter, but you it, you have to attach all these pieces to it, right? And transformational content is when you talk about your beliefs, your beliefs as a company, your you know your core values, like how they're different, how it affects people, the outcome, how the outcome will be different for your clients. You talk about attitudes, right? And then you just bring a ton of energy. And so, like, and then like the highest level of content is transcendence. I'm not going to get into that, but. I think that's valuable for you because um, I have another friend named Brandon Fisher, and he does a lot of Russell Brunson's videos. Like he's the video guy that follows Russell around and makes all these like funnel hacker videos and tons of stuff. He lives in Boise, and I got to know him a little bit lately, and we've been messaging each other. And he he created this really cool um, app that I'm going to try out next week. I haven't tried it yet. It's brand new. It's called um, Live Pigeon. LivePigeon.com. I'm just verifying that. Um, and what it is, I thought, you know, I'm not sure if you guys would be interested in this or not, like, um, but you can go live on Facebook with something that you pre-record. And so for some of you guys, and this is a sidebar, but for some of you that are scared to make Facebook live videos because you don't want to mess up, this is like a solution for that. And it's pretty inexpensive and you can try it out, but I'm going to start using it next week because I need to get a lot more content out there. And sometimes it's hard for me because my internet connection, my house is bad and all that. But imagine if you could spend one day on the weekend and make 15 different three-minute videos just talking about your passion for your service, your passion for your community, the fact that you're involved and you coach the baseball team and you're active in Like my kids go to school with your kids and we provide it. We're a luxury service provider. And here's what we do. And a lot of people don't know we do this. What if you had all these videos, this content, 
and you try to be, you know, really uh, inspirational in it and do a little storytelling, a little tactical and stuff, do it, do it yourself tips for your clients. What if you made some videos like that on your iPhone, but you didn't have to go live? That's what this is for. So I told him yesterday, I was like, dude, I'm going to mention this in my podcast because maybe people will want to do it. I, I would do it. You can batch that and then you can pre-schedule it. So like on Monday at 8 p.m., it'll just push it out in your personal Facebook or your business Facebook and it will seem like it's live to people. But that way it'll get you in the habit of making content because I think content is really, really, really important. So, all right. Well, I do have more notes to go through here, but I think that's pretty good. And a lot of the, the rest of the things in here, I'll skim back through it again. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to make like six podcasts <laughs> on one topic. But I hope you guys are loving this and enjoying it and getting value out of it. It's pretty cool. I am in the process of booking more interviews as well with other people in the inner circle. Some of my other high-level contacts, like I just know some really interesting people and I haven't done a really po- like focused effort to get them on the show. So I have tons of amazing people that I'm going to bring on the show. It's going to be awesome. All I need you to do in return is share the episodes and like, like be a giver, right? Like help me out. Throw me a bone. Give me a five-star review. Like Go on a Facebook group, share it. Go on LinkedIn, share it. You know, send it to your friends. Uh, that's all I'm asking is for you to share the love with other small business owners so we can grow the audience. Um, we're going to reach a half a million downloads here really soon, which is a great milestone. And I really, I kind of want to hit a million by the end of the year, which is a big stretch. Uh, but we're going to have to reach a lot more people. And they're out there and they're suffering and they're struggling and they don't know this stuff. They don't know any of the stuff. Help them find out the stuff, guys. Thank you so, so, so much. This has been a crazy long journey doing this podcast. It's been a lot of fun, and you've been with me through all of it. So I'm appreciative of you. I, I'm, I'm grateful for you. And uh, that's it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.